Hello everyone, it's Megan, and welcome back to my podcast, Peachy Gamer. In today's episode, I will be talking about the multi-platform farming game, Stardew Valley. This episode will cover a background on what Stardew Valley is, and it will be accompanied by my experience, thoughts, and opinions I've had throughout my 35 hours of playing this game. Alright, so let me get you started by telling you some background information on what Stardew Valley is. According to Stardew Valley's website, Stardew Valley is an open-ended country life role-playing game that was first released on PC on February 26, 2016. The plot of the game is explained as follows. You've inherited your grandfather's old farm, plot, and Stardew Valley, and armed with hand-me-down tools and a few coins, you set out to begin your new life. Can you learn to live off the land and turn these overgrown fields into a thriving home? It won't be easy. Ever since Joja Corporation came to town, which Joja Corporation in the game is like this store, it's like a corrupted store, like if you ever seen like the Lorax or something, and it's the dude that sells oxygen. That's kind of like what Joja's doing. They're just ruining the town. But ever since Joja Corporation comes to the town, the old ways of life have all but disappeared. The community center, once the town's most vibrant hub of activity, now lies in shambles. But the valley seems full of opportunity. With a life of dedication, you might just be able to restore Stardew Valley to greatness. So basically, as a game, you're a farmer that has inherited your farm from your grandfather, and you're trying to build a great farm, you're trying to fix the town up, and there's like these little magical wispy things that are in the town center, and if you bring them gifts, they'll restore parts of the community center, and the only reason you can talk to them because there's a wizard. There's just a, like a lot that goes into this game, and I will get more into that when I touch on my experiences in the next part of the episode. Alright, so now it's time to talk about the experience that I've had playing Stardew Valley. So, Stardew Valley for me, I believe, is like an overall cute game. It's interesting to play. I feel like a lot of people may have not really like it because it is a farming game. Your main goal of the game is to plant crops and farm them and go fishing and mine and just talk to the people in the town. And another goal is you can date people in the town, which I'll get to in a little bit. But that's just the thing is you fall. That's the main thing. Like things go wrong. Crows steal your crops. And I think there's a thing where monsters can actually come and attack you and stuff. So it's just like a really interesting game and there's monsters in the caves you can fight. And so it's interesting to me because there's a lot to do in the game. But I feel like if you're not really interested in farming, you may not particularly enjoy this type of game. Because you're just role playing as a farmer basically. But there's a lot of stuff to do in Stardew Valley outside of that as well. Just doing like the basic essentials of living because there's events held within the game like there's a little dance festival and then there's a little cutscene where you go to the beach and you get to watch the jellyfish swim away and like there's a lot of cute stuff implemented in the game so it's not just like oh you're doing the same stuff every day nothing else changes because other things changes like events and how people are feeling and stuff that goes on within the town so it's pretty interesting 
and it goes through like seasonal patterns and year cycles and I believe the seasons last like 30 days so you have 30 days of each of the seasons not real person human well real human days you go through the times like very quickly like I think it changes like every 10 seconds um, 10 minutes in the game pass so you're going by these days really quickly which can be a blessing and a curse and I know this from personal experience because um, let me begin by talking about the fishing so the fishing basically you go to the lake the pond the sea and the river and there's like so many different areas you can go fish inside the game but each of these areas can give you different types of fish and so like that could be a complication if like oh let's say someone requests sunfish but you've been fishing in the sea so you can't get sunfish from the sea so it all depends on which body of water you're fishing in and also it can be hard to catch some of the fish some of the rare fish are extremely hard to catch because to catch these fish you have to toggle this bar by clicking the left mouse button and you have to keep clicking it, holding it down to make this little bar go along the fish. And I know this sounds crazy if you haven't played the game, but trust me, like this is the best I can explain it, is it's just, you have to follow the fish with the bar by clicking your mouse and to catch it. And it can be really difficult with the rare fish because those suckers jump around your like entire screen and you're having to like constantly click and bob your mouse around and it's like crazy. But there's difficulties in the game like that. So like even if you're like, ew, boring farm game, it's also like, dang, some of this stuff is really hard <laughs> because they do difficult stuff in there. Um, and also with fishing, you have to collect bundles and stuff for markets. And so there's a lot of different things to do with the fish, like you're not just fishing to fish or gain experience in the game. It's you gain experience, you can sell the fish for money on the market, and you can put them in bundles and all this type of jazz. So there's a lot of different things you can utilize with the items you have, like especially with crops as well. Especially since the game works off of seasons, you can only plant certain crops in certain seasons. Like at the beginning of the game, I think it starts off at spring, and you're given parsnips, and so you can plant the parsnips in spring and buy more. And you need so many of them for a bundle for the community center. And so you have to collect them, and they have to be golden ones. And golden ones are so hard to find. Like, I struggle. I remember one time I was running through the game with my friends, and we had planted so many parsnips, and we still only got like two gold ones, and I think you need five for the bundle. So it can be disappointing when you're like struggling so hard to get something that you really need and then it doesn't come out. But I guess that's what makes the game fun. It's not really handed to you. You have to work for a lot of things. Especially when mostly anything in the game costs money. Not real money. I don't even think you're allowed to buy in-game purchases. But it costs uh, in-game money. So you're gaining all of this money through fishing and selling your crops and doing all the shebang. And another thing you can do with your money besides like upgrading your equipment to catch better things, to get better crops, your money also goes to building your farm up. So you get like a coop and a barn and all these different things and a greenhouse and you fix them all up. And some of these cost a pretty penny as well as materials. 
So you're sitting there, you know, farming it up, and then like, you run out of energy, so you can't farm no more, and you're like, gosh dang it. And I know Joja Cola is hated, but sometimes you catch Joja Cola when you're fishing, and you get to drink that for energy, so thank goodness for Joja Cola, because it's a source of energy <laughs> for your character. But it's just, those are basically like the main mechanics. And I feel like I should put it in the background information, but also it kind of includes my own experience. Because I'm telling you like what you have to do as well as like what, how I've dealt with it. But anyways, that's the main basics of the game. It's mainly what you do with your character, except for one piece, which I'm going to start talking about now. Which is the relationships that are in the game. The relationships are amazing, <laughs> and you can actually marry characters in the game. And I think that's really cute. I think there's almost 30 characters in the game besides you. And you can also invite like people you know in person or online and invite them to play. You can play LAN, which means someone could be sitting right next to you and you're playing together, hooked up to each other. Or you can play online where you invite friends and they can join you and so you can marry your friends in the game or you can marry one of the characters that are already in the game. And to marry the characters in the game, by golly, it takes a hot minute to marry one of these people. Because to marry these people, you have to get them, I think, to 10 hearts. I'm not too sure because I know you get to 8 hearts, it's like super special and you can bring them roses to start dating them. So I think 10 hearts is when you can officially marry them. And to get them up to the 10th the heart level, the 8th heart level, to get them up there, you have to bring them gifts and you have to talk to them every single day. And so, like, on top of doing all of your yard work and fixing up your barn, you have to run to go get a daffodil to give to Abigail. And you're like, please love me. And she's like, oh, lovely, I was hungry. Because in the game, you can eat flowers because it gives you energy, so when you give them to characters, sometimes they'll be like, yeah, I was hungry, thanks for that. And it's just an odd word, odd word? It's just an awkward comment when you get that from the characters. But as you can see, it's very difficult leveling these characters up, especially if other people that you're friends with, that you're playing with, are going for the same character. Now that, that's where it gets heated. And I think it's a fun part of the game, like being co-op, but also kind of difficult. Because um, one of the characters I really like in the game is Abigail. I always want to marry her because she's just interesting. Like, she's kind of rebellious with her family because she's like, I want to do what I want to do. And she plays like instruments and just really enjoys nature. And I'm like, heck yeah, you're a cool girl. Because most of the guys in the game are like, kind of weird. <laughs> um... Because, like, there's one that's, like, a typical jock, and then there's one dude that's, like, a skateboarder rock band dude that works at the Joja Mart that's corrupted. And then there's, like, older guys, and most of them go to the bar to get drunk. So there's, like, a, a lot of weird options for guys versus girls, I think, in the game, and that's why I go for Abigail. Because she's, like, one of the chillest characters. <laughs> I'm sorry for rambling about that, but I really like these characters in the game. And I think it's, like one of the best things about the game. And going back to what I was saying about how rivalry comes up with both people wanting to date this person. Oh my gosh, imagine all four people, because you can have up to four people in your game, 
all four people going for the same person. It's such a rivalry. Because in one game playthrough, I was going for Abigail and so was my friend. So I would make sure to steal like all of the flowers and all of like the cakes and stuff that she liked from like our inventory or I'd take in money and go buy it from the store to give to her. Cause I really, really, really wanted to date her. And so having to spend all that time to get the hearts up, but also knowing someone else is going after them could be so detrimental. Because even if you get them up, if the other person is the same heart level as you and they get that flower bouquet to her first, they 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 basically won. <laughs> they basically got their foot in the door and they're going to marry that character. And it's like heartbreaking. <laughs> but luckily this time around, I just started another gameplay of game playthrough of the game with a few of my friends. And hopefully I can get Abigail this time. I love her to death. She's amazing. But on top of characters outside of relationships, like romantic relationships, even if you're just leveling up these characters to level them up with your friendship levels, they still have really cool cutscenes. Every single individual character in the game has their own different cutscene with you. Like I said before, like Abigail like, is rebellious against her family, and that's really shown to you through her cutscenes as you increase your heart levels with these people. Because heart levels doesn't necessarily mean like you're being romantic to them, because you don't really get romantic until like the eighth heart level. But that also can be difficult if you get everyone up to that level and you try to romanticize everyone with flower bouquets. Because I heard that a lot of stuff happens and like everyone starts to turn on you. But of course, who wouldn't? You're trying to date like 20 people in the town. And the reason I say 20 versus 30 is because some of the people you can't date because some of them are children. <laughs> um, some of them are older, so you can't really date old people in the game. Uh, mainly because I know like one couple is um, married already and then two other people are kind of dating, like two of the other older people. And there's like one or two other older people in the game that you can't date, but I think it's just because they limit it. Especially because I don't know how old your character is in the game, but it may be like an age thing. But you have all these different cutscenes, all these different stories, and even if, it, even if you don't want to date somebody in the game, if you start to play, I recommend leveling up your levels with almost every character just to experience the cutscenes. I think they're truly great because I feel like that's what makes the game a little less boring as well is just developing relationships with these characters and like yes you're like developing relationships with online characters that sounds weird but now you're developing them with your character. <laughs> it's not me developing feelings for the characters which you can do there's nothing wrong with that but it's just me experiencing the game by going through this entire town and developing relationships with all of them and just seeing how the story progresses. And with all that humble jumble being said, I'm sorry if most of it was me randoli ran <laughs> rambling about several different things. I'm just really interested in this game. There's a lot to do in it. There's a lot of stuff. There's even mods you can buy for it, like you can make all of the characters girls or make all of the characters boys or you can make the girls boys and the boys girls, which is really interesting. And it's cool because the mods actually like change the characters, like they look like girls or boys 
Like, they're gender-swapped, and it's like an interesting way to play through the game again if you want to be like, Oh, well, I want to see what Sam looks like as Samantha. Then it's just a really cool thing that you can do with the mods, as well as my friends, they installed a mod recently, and it makes your farm so huge. And so you have all of this land to build more farmhouses and plant more, so... Even if you're like, oh man, I'm starting to get tired of the base game. There's so many mods out there and most of them are free. So it's just like, oh, I'm tired of the base game. Let me try something new. And I think that's really cool. And I also really think it's cool that Stardew is available on so many different platforms. Like I know it's available on the Switch and it's available on PC. My friend told me today that it's actually available on several, like almost every console, if not every console. So I thought that was interesting, but the only downside of that is you can't play cross-platform. So if I'm playing it on the Switch, I can't play with you if you're on PC. So hopefully that will be an update in the future because I believe the game is fun. Like, even if you're not into farming games, you should give it a try. I think it's like $15, at least on PC. So I feel like it's a good game for anyone to try if they just want to relax, have a good time. like. It's just like, kind of like a movie. You're just planting stuff and talking to people and going on with life and fixing up a town. And it just, I think it's a really relaxing thing to do. And there's nothing really, I have anything wrong with it, opinion-wise. The only thing is, I, as I mentioned before, like, you might get bored of it. Because I get bored of it sometimes, even despite saying that's interesting. Because the days can get repetitive with all the fishing and the farming and the repetitive gift giving and talking to all the people but all in all i think the game is really good and if you've never played stardew valley before i recommend giving it a try now it's time for a message from our sponsors this episode is sponsored by nordvpn staying safe online is an ever-growing difficulty and you could be exploited by hackers NordVPN allows you to change your IP address, making you harder to track and securing your privacy. And who else wouldn't want to secure their privacy? Like, I know I don't want anyone hacking my profiles and looking at my personal information. So if you're interested in protecting yourself, then I recommend checking out NordVPN. What? Oh, you know what that is sound is it's time for another league of legends update corner with me megan this every episode get used to it or don't get used to it and skip it that's cool with me too but in this update i want to address fiddlesticks if you don't know who fiddlesticks is because you've never played the game he is a scarecrow <laughs> that is basically how i'm explaining him he's just a scary a scary scarecrow and he's a character in the game, and he does a bunch of stuff like throwing crows and scaring you with his scare juice and then draining the life out of you. So he's just a fantastic character by definition. But the reason I'm bringing him up for this today's episode and for the update corner is because he's coming out with a new update. League of Legends released a trailer for his new update, and it was like a Halloween style thing, and I thought it was cool. I wish they would have came out with it in October. I felt like that would have been excellent marketing. It was just so crazy and wild watching that trailer because he goes and kills like two people. 
And it's something I feel like League hasn't really done before. It's just an interesting concept for them to touch on, especially since it's just for them reworking one of the character's designs. So it's really awesome, and I can't wait for Fiddlesticks' new design to come out because I am a Mastery 7 Fiddlesticks. I love playing him. He's fantastic and evil in every way, shape, or form. And if you don't know what Mastery 7 is, as I mentioned before, if you didn't play League of Legends, uh, Mastery 7 is the highest level you can get on a champion at this current moment in time. And basically what it is, is you score S's on the character, which means you perform like most of the top players and you're just doing really well in game. So you get these little elements that help you build together your mastery points. And so that's pretty much all I have to say for League Update Corner. I know there's a few more skins coming out along with his update. I don't know exactly when he's releasing it. I don't know if they said, I've just seen the trailer for it and all of like the splash arts for him that are really cool. And also I believe One For All is coming out in the next patch as well. Because I've been playing PBE, which is a public beta environment, so it allows League players who are in good standing. And by good standing, I mean if you aren't banned, as well as if you have an honor level, like, uh, honor level of level 3, and honor level pertains to, like, if you're being friendly in-game or performing well, people honor you at the end of every match. So if you have that honor level 3, you can play in the testing server. And so, I've been playing PPE um, for a little bit now, and they have One For All in it, so I believe they're releasing One For All again in the game, which is exciting, because One For All, basically your team selects a champion you would want to play, and everyone on your team is assigned the champion based on a random draw. So the more people you have in your party, the better chance you are at getting the champion you want. Otherwise, it's just luck of the draw, because most people just vote for random stuff. But I'm kind of excited for it to finally come to normal League of Legends and get out of the testing server. And I'm really excited for it and I'm really down to play it. But that's pretty much it for this League Update Corner. If there's anything else I need to touch on, I'll do it in the next episode because I'm pretty sure by then there will probably be more stuff. But that is all and thank you for listening to my League Update. Alright, that's it for this episode, and if you liked me talking about Stardew Valley and rambling on about characters I liked in the game mechanics, as well as talking about League of Legends, then please continue to listen to my podcast, as well as check out some of my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter at PeachyGamerPod, which is spelled P-E-A-C-H-Y-G-A-M-E-R-P-O-D. And you can also find me on Instagram as well. My app there is Peachy Gamer Podcast. So that's P-E-A-C-H-Y-G-A-M-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And for this week's episode, he doesn't really need a shout out, but I've been watching him since forever and he plays games. And um, he did play League of Legends in the past, and I know this episode isn't about League of Legends, but I addressed it in the League Update Corner. But I would like to give a shout out to Video Game Donkey. He is a popular YouTuber among many. He's really funny. 
he does things outside of gaming and he just makes really cool funny short videos so if you like games in general or just random funny stuff i would recommend checking out his channel but that is all for today's episode and i thank you for listening goodbye